this is, I say this every time, but this is a good one. Thank you, uh, John Bertan, for the, uh, the bass uh, intro. Appreciate that. Very good, good stuff. Uh, today is, what do we have? November 14th, 2023. It's about 8 p.m. And uh, we have four guests tonight. And uh, we are talking about the Antelope Backyard Ultra. We have the race director, uh, 15 guys on November 11th at 6 a.m. started this um, crazy endeavor, which I've never done. Uh, 4.16 miles on the hour, every hour uh, in San Rafael, California, in Marinwood. Started at uh, Chad's house in Marinwood. And I was about mile two, uh, being the aid station. Um, but it was uh, an interesting experience. All right. So normally I have like lots about logistics and stuff and like registration. But this was like an organic, just let's do something fun. Let's get some guys together and challenge ourselves. And uh, Chad really put it all together. So I want to thank Chad and. Yeah, let's just let's just talk about it. Um, how about let's let's turn it to Chad. How are you feeling? What is it? Three days after, and how far did you go, Chad? And how are you feeling? I went forty-one point four miles. That's about fifteen miles and further than I've ever gone before in a day. Um, I feel remarkably good today. Actually, I mean, some like minor soreness. I'm aware of the underlying recovery that's still ongoing and will be for a little while, but, you know, I followed my recovery plan. And I feel pretty good. Um, I'll also state that I feel like a deep level of like satisfaction and joy over how the event went. Um, but it, it was not all me. This was like, this was completely like a group effort. Like everybody made this happen, you know, like, like you, Andy, crone um helped recruit people for this event and planned an aid station helped me design the course andy melton helped me think about how this event was going to work he was the first person who got invited and included who i never met before and like really helped me with how to think about this event um and then our third guest ben is a dear friend of mine whom i didn't even invite i didn't even think he'd be interested um, and he heard about it through a friend and called me up and was like yo i'm in and like Everyone's collective experience um, made this a really, really sweet and special experience. I think the way we kind of worked as a team more so than a as much as a, a friendly competition. Yeah, I, long answer, was, short question. I, I, it was so different from what I'm used to. Just everyone helping everyone out, and everyone. I, it's just. I really appreciate that it could be something like this local with just people, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like this big, Oh, I'm going to go to some destination and it's going to be this giant race with 20,000 people. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's find new things, do different things, challenge yourself. I, I, yeah, definitely checked all those boxes. So, how about uh, Ben? How do you say your last name? Zuz something? <laughs> Zulsdorf. 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 Yes, you it's okay. It's a uh, man. It, it's always a it's always a good time to figure out my last name. So, um, yeah. I, so okay, today I feel good. Um, gosh, it was such a I mean, I, I'm with unexpected experience. I think, um, you know, Chad mentioned, I just kind of hopped on and I, I mean, I, by no means consider myself a runner. I like to run a couple of times a week to stay sort of in shape, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, but I heard Chad's like, Chad had invited me to, um, another race last summer. Um, Chad, what was that? It was the, the right. The hook to coast relay. The ho the ho you, to were, to coast you were relay. interested, but. You 100%. were uh, having a child. I was. Yeah, I wanted to go. And Chad asked me before we kind of released that 
we were pregnant at the time. And so I had to be like, oh, let me take a look. And at first he's like, dude, just tell me no, you freaking jerk. Like, just like, stop <laughs> playing with me. And uh, I wanted to say yes. But yeah, we, we had a baby right when that happened. So then when this came up, I was like, okay, I have to say yes. To, I have to say yes to this on principle because I love Chad and I'm a people pleaser. And Chad's my friend, and he already asked me to do another race, so I have to say yes to this. <laughs> so I, I have to say, this is so much better. Hood to Coast oh, was dude. great. Hood I, to Coast was, was great, but this was better than Hood to Coast. Because, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you had everyone coming together. There was the logistics, much easier, super easy. Uh, cost, easier. Organic, just kind of like, hey, let's just do something cool. That's like really neat. I think I yeah. I get stuck in a rut, right? Like I I'm like oh, and I think a lot of people do this. Like oh, I'm good at five k's. I'm good at ten k's. I'm good at whatever, and they just do that thing, and because that's their thing. But it's like you gotta try new things, and this was yes. definitely that. The family support too was fun. I mean, everyone on this oh, yeah. call, I saw their wives and children at this race. I mean, normally that's kind of hard. It's like you ask your family to go to some marathon in the city or another city. You're like, they're like hauling them around in traffic and parking. And then you're like, I don't want to deal with them. I'm like, I want to lay on the ground. You know what I mean? Afterwards or something. Whereas like yeah. they were all it's just cu- there. And like, it's cute for like the first two or three marathons when you're like dating and getting engaged and then no kid children. But then when you're on there, like, 20th it's like just go do your thing just just go to your marathon and come back but this wasn't that it was it was great it was a good family event oh so fun it really was yeah um, to answer the question of how am i feeling too about it i i i, I can walk today <laughs> well you i remember you saying you hadn't ran further than a 10k i had i had never i had never really run further than a 10k yeah that and was my that was go? my max distance. I I did twenty eight. I think twenty eight point eight was the final distance when all was said and done, with uh, wow. whatever. The, so yeah, so I did. Um, yeah, I got to when we got to twenty four, which was six laps. I was like so exhausted and done, and that was when I really should have called it. <laughs> but I was like, I have to get marathon distance. I don't care how long the seventh lap takes. It was a strong waddle, waddle to the finish line after that. But um, yeah, any, it was very. Any chafish issues? Do you have? Uh, no. Or is that too personal? No, no, I, no, no I, chafe. That's oh, good. I would share also if I had any. I would. I have no problem talking about <laughs> he, that. <laughs> he ran quite a bit of the race in cotton too, which which alarmed me. But it's funny. There's a video of him coming down Cherry Hill, that last hill, and he's like. He's walking like as if there's something burning in his legs, you know, like barely moving. And then my kids are like running up the hill to greet him. And my wife is cheering him on. And his wife is there with probably his little boy in the Bjorn. And he's like coming down the final hill, conquering champion. And I want to say, yeah, Andy's son, Hank, was I saw him. I want to say I saw him like a dozen times. Like, cause he was, he was just popping up everywhere. Like he, he was documenting the whole thing. Yeah. And tell no, us about, tell us, yeah, wait, no, tell us about Hank and his, and his, uh, and his project. I want to, yeah, when does the, when does the movie this. come out? So, yeah. So we started working on it already, but he, he's a member of the broadcasting club at Miller Creek middle school. And, uh, when I listened to the, your first podcast, and I was just hearing about it and thinking, like, how cool would it be if we documented this on video and then maybe made a video of the whole thing afterwards since I'm, you know, a running video nerd. Um, and and Hank has been bringing home these digital SLR cameras and they've, they've been doing it part of this club, like the live stream volleyball matches and basketball games and that sort of thing. So I figured, you know, this is perfect for him. And uh, but I wasn't expecting how into it he would be. So he, you know, kind of what we talked about was he come for the morning, the start, maybe show up for a lap or two around lunchtime and then come again in the, in the, around dinner time. But he was so into it. He just kept like moving to different locations and 
um, he was, I was surprised too. I kept coming around and seeing him again and again and again. And he said it was a blast. He had so much fun filming and he's got a lot of, a lot of videos we're going through now trying to pick out the good ones and uh splice it all together for a little video so i'm i'm uh real excited for that to come out hopefully i'm thinking thanksgiving week we'll have enough time to to put the you know polishing touches on that um, and, and there was a drone guy i don't was that someone you know andy yeah so that's his name's russell soon and uh gosh i've known russell now uh Probably 12, uh, gosh, maybe longer than that. Probably like 17 years, actually. So he joined, when I first moved to the Bay Area, my boss at the time hired him. He was a grad right out of Stanford. So he was kind of a lab tech um, when I was at UCSF. And then when I came to BioMarin, I had, you know, I could hire a tech kind of right off the bat. And I was like, I wonder what Russell's up to. So I reached out to him. And, uh, you know, he's been with me now 10 years at BioMarin, and we've always been friends over the over the time. Like, we climbed Mount Whitney together and, you know, done camping, backpacking trips together. Uh, Russell's a real outdoorsy guy, and I knew he had this drone, and he loves photography. So I just said, hey, are you busy on Saturday? Come on out and, you know. And he was he was really into it, too. I kept seeing him every lap. I was like, Russell, what are you doing out here all day? You know, he, he just moved into a new apartment with his girlfriend, and I figured he'd want to be, you know, doing stuff with that. But I hope he didn't get in trouble. But he was out there, uh, you know, almost the whole day. And he he he, he uh, gave me a bunch of footage, too. So we were last night going through all that and kind of, you know, splicing some of that together. It's uh, There's some good stuff in there. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like yep. you do these big races and, and you're just a you're just a marble in a sea of marbles or. That's a terrible analogy, but like, yeah, <laughs> you have fifteen, you have fifteen people. A uh, grain of sand a, on the a beach. A grain of sand <laughs> on the beach. There we go. Thank you, Chad. Uh, <laughs> a, a fly on a. Uh, <laughs> so no, I. It was great because we had our families there, and it was a small group where we knew everybody by first name. And it was, you know, you could really see the whole race for for everyone, right? So you do a normal race, or I'll, I'll say a normal race that I'm used to. There's the start, and there's the finish. And unless it's like an out and back, out and back, out and back, you're not going to see those other people the whole, the whole time. You're not going to see. It's just like everyone does their thing. And the guys that finish in the front, they're done. They're at home hours before you finish and like the people that finish behind you they're done hours but this was like that was kind of the design of it and it's the lazarus design is you start together you do it together you support each other and like definitely peer pressure right you have the oh i'm just gonna and and i knew in my head i had to set a limit because if I didn't have a limit that I was going to do personally, because I always race pers- like against myself, that I would just go over and I'd be like collapsing. Because Greg Fergit, hey Greg, he was crushing it. And so was Andy Melton. But I think Greg was absolutely just so strong the whole time. And I even told Melton while we were running, I'm like, this, this guy's going to just spank us. <laughs> <laughs> And so I mean, I mean here, I mean here we are too, forty five, right? You're you're still forty five, Andy, right? Yep, forty five years old. Yeah, same here. So we're I'm, we're like, man, this guy's sixty, just ran a hundred miles the week before, right? Oh, and 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 Andy and I are running together. Greg, yeah. we can't even see him. He's like a half mile in front of us. <laughs> like his light, because it's getting dark. He's like way way out there. And and he's not even trying because he's so nice that he's he's just out in front of us because that's he's just cruising. It's like oh man, <laughs> he was just... <laughs> he was best guys. One of the laps you came in, it was like two to the end, and and Andy Melton looked at me and he goes, I, I really asked you guys like how's it going, and Andy Melton was like, hundred k starting to sound pretty good right now, you know, 
And Crone was looking tore up, I'll be honest. Crone was definitely showing (laughs) the miles on lap, you know, 13, 14. And and then I said to Greg Fergot, I go, I go, I heard 100K, you guys might. He's like, we haven't created anything yet. (laughs) And he was very much like, like, I don't know if he was still messing with you guys. Like being a little bit of a competitor, but like, like... I had said all along that he was he was going to get the assist, you know, like he would push whoever as far as they wanted to, but he wouldn't take anyone into risky territory, including himself. You're right, but, Chad. I was I was on the edge there. I I really wanted to just call it in, and it's no discredit Gre- to Gre- you. Yeah, Greg and Melton were were they could have. I, I think they could have kept going, but that's that's the event. So like like nine out of 15 of us went the furthest we've ever gone, right? I mean, like, Benzie, if, if we weren't there, would you ever have run that far on your own? There's not, there's no chance. <laughs> I, I, there's no way. I, Did, I, this is what was cool. Here's what, here's what I loved. Like, never having done an event like this before, um, but having done, you know, being familiar with team sport dynamic and stuff like that, like there really is something special about doing it with the grouping of guys together. And, um, there's a, there's an energy that's cultivated, uh, and you feel it. And yeah, I mean, there's no, I never, there's no way I would have kept going at all. Like I, I for sure would have called it. Did you think when you got up that morning, like I'm going to go out and run a marathon today or did you, like, what were you thinking in the back of your mind? No, I think, you know, after I watched Chad, that video you sent about what the event is and um, just the one more lap idea and knowing how, you know, you were prepping after I talked to Ben Kearns, how he's prepping and then Luke and Casey, I was like, okay, like my initial thought was like, I'm just going to go ahead and like, I'm going to show up. I'll do like, I can probably get three laps in, like, that'll be fun. And then I was like, oh, this is like a, like, this is going to be going for a while. Like I got to at least give myself a chance. And so I, you know. Loaded up with the cooler with with peanut butter sandwiches and chips and gels and try to give myself a go. And I think the mentality, um, yeah, you wake up not having that expectation at all. And none of us, I mean, I talked to Luke today and Luke did 10 laps. So, you know, he got 40, 40 miles in and he was just hoping he, he was where I was at. A little farther, I think he was like, "Oh, I, I'd be still taking a marathon distance," and he's in pretty good shape. But he did not expect to, you know, add another fourteen miles onto that. Like, there's just n- none of us expected to do that. So it was a very cool feeling, um, definitely to be like, "Yeah, you're more you're more capable than you think," which is pretty sweet. Can I can I ask you, Chad? To um, so you said nine. I th- I thought it was ten people that got PRs that day. So who, who, uh, cause I was looking at the list again. One moment. Now, mind you, out of, out of 15 people who showed up, um, two of them were not really like what I would say trained or kind of ready for the day. One of them was a gentleman who a week ago heard about it and said, I'd love to be a part of it, which is yeah, so awesome. Shay- <laughs> yeah. So at that Shay. And then other guys, Steve, Shay- she got, got Shay and miles. Steve each went 20 miles, which is fantastic. I have, I went my furthest. Casey Peterson went his furthest. Jazz Baines went his furthest. Andy Crone went his furthest. Ben Kearns, Nils Franzens, Ben Cochran, Luke Hoy, and Ben Zulsdorf. Um, People who didn't go, who didn't hit new new records were Greg Fergus, who's a hundred miler. Um, Phil Buckley, who'd done some like crazy, I mean, he's a, He's a Buckley. He's done all kinds of like crazy oh, okay. distances. I think I think I was counting Phil as one of the ones. I thought that was his furthest too. No, he's gone farther. Sec- he had he had done some kind of thing in the Himalayas in India many years ago, and he also oh trained gosh. and paced his wife en route to Western states. Phil, but Phil Phil has run like thirty miles this year. Well, it's you like know, a like, it, but it, but that you say that, Chad. It's like a mental tenacity, right? Like that's right. I could easily see how it 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 passes the physical and this is just a mental toughness thing, which I clearly I wasn't enjoying. I don't, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it, 
I think it comes back to like having a strategy, executing on your strategy, building the fitness, right? Like, like I can, I can look, there was a chart. I could see my mileage slowly, my weekly mileage slowly increasing, right? And I was doing the right intensity of running. And then there was a dip for my taper week. And then last week it, it jumped up, but nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Like Ben, I think you said you did 20, 24 in a week, right? And that's how you jumped up to 28 from there, right? You know, I had done 40 in a week, so I was ready to go. 42 miles in the day with like another four during the week um it's asking benzie to join again sorry so, yeah uh, i'm trying to reconnect my so i can see you there we oh, go no, he's echoing us okay okay um <laughs> okay chad I, I i think i got it i just want to since this video i feel like is going down for all posterity you know make sure the number's right but i think phil was the one i had wrong i think i thought yep. that was a pr for phil but yeah, Phil was out there with me for this fun. Phil and, and I, and, and the only thing, relatively, I'll say relatively because it wasn't even negative. That Greg, Greg was so upset that Phil was in the hot tub. Oh, oh yeah, he was. While we were running. <laughs> that was awesome. And there's a great picture. I think you got Chad that you sent it. Of Phil in the hot tub. I shot it wide, and you can see you guys. Yeah, sitting, everybody uh, in the, the background in the yard. Yeah, I was I was pretty stoked on that. I think it's fun. The whole thing is kind of goofy and you know a little trash talky, but mostly it's almost in a way it's a, almost scary because like you know I follow I follow my heart rate I follow all that stuff like pretty closely, and I was like I'm really tired, but everything was still going like the heart rate was still where it needed to be, and I was like. But in my head, I was like, well, I'm ready to quit. We, we so, didn't, Melton didn't say how he felt right now. How are you feeling, Andy Melton? Oh, you know, I feel okay. My, I, I got some toenails. I think I should have trimmed up a little more. Um, oh, yeah. I've done that mistake. before. Yeah, because they're wrecked. Like, I mean, I, I, I could feel them during the run, too. That that was the only thing that was bothering me was, was these toenails. Everything else felt fine. Like, I think, you know... I could have maybe kept going, but these toenails were really, and and I think that's what's gonna, you know, like I I went to spin class this morning at the Y just to try to, I don't feel like running quite yet, but just to kind of shake things out and like trying to pound the bike that my toes were just like nope not not happy. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you, you know? look you looked great out there. I mean, you have like you clear. I, the one thing I noticed, I was watching people's strides change. You know, like there was a point where I could see Benzie, like his gait was different, you know, and like even for you up to like lap 13, 14, you still had that pop in your stride. When you came in, you had that kind of easy smile to yourself like you were having fun. Mm. Um, and and that that was something fun to like watch people kind of go through it as the day went. Like I noticed like for myself, I was I was running near the back of the pack much of the day. And then right around when I hit my stride around like yards six, seven, and eight, you know, as I was coming around that marathon ultra, you know, distance, that for me was like going to be the race. Then to when I was like mid-pack and even I think I finished one lap like top four. I was like, oh, boy. not that I was racing, but like just the, like my comfortable pace was pulling ahead of others who were really starting to suffer. Um, yeah, you you were amped. I think I think when you hit your 50K. I mean, you turned it, you turned most laps I come man. in amped. Most yeah. laps I, I come in amped. I put a show on. I'm excited for it. But also, I, I think we got very lucky um, in that I had an inclination to start and end with a downhill. Because when you start, it's very easy. It pulls you right into the course. And when you finish, mm-hmm. once you get to the top of that hill, you can glide down Cherry Hill. And then if you want to, without much effort, you can come skipping down the street, you know, with, with little effort. You know, a little bit of music. I mean, I was dancing my way through the finish, through through that. Especially his family and friends were there, and new friends were showing up. Like, I came in one time with like Taylor Swift blasting. <laughs> ben, hey, you're on mute. Oh, Ben's on mute. On, Ben's on mute. You gotta say something. Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Um, unless, 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 <laughs> unless your final lap nearly kills you. And then that last little walk back to your house is very shameful experience. <laughs> there should have been no shame in that walk. You coming <laughs> yeah. in at 28 miles. Dude, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. I, 
I, I, I'll share this. I actually got, so when I did that seventh lap, when I got to the top of the hill, because I was like, I don't even care how long it takes. I know it's going to take me forever. But it took me 90 minutes to finish that seventh lap. Like, it oh. literally was a waddle because I, when I started, at first it was like, okay, I'm just going to jog it. I'll be fine. Like, I'll walk as much as I need to. Then the jog was like, oh my gosh, just one more step, one more step. Then my walk turned into that, just one more step. But the time I got to the hill, to the top of the hill, I actually got a little, like, legit scared because I was, like, out of water. Hydration was low. It was the sun was, like, at its peak. And, like, my knee, my, I feel like a few steps were, like, you're going to collapse. And I had, like, that moment where, like, you're, like, I don't know if it was, like, muscle spasm or whatever, but, like, my body started to, like, if you go down, this is not going to be good. And I was like, I'm going to collapse up here. The guys are going to have to like fireman carry me down the hill. Uh, it was, that was that waddle Chad that you saw, man, was actually a pretty scary moment for me. And the whole thing, I didn't think I was going to make it for a second. I was sincere. Dude, my plan was to actually call for call in a lifeline at mile 40. My original plan when I set out in that last lap was I was going to call a friend when I got to big rock, but I was I came through Andy's prison for children, and I saw your friend with the drone. And Andy's Phil children's just, prison. Yeah, Phil was just standing there having a conversation with him about the drone. And I was like, <laughs> "What is going on?" I was like, "I was like, uh, I didn't eat the last lap, or couldn't I couldn't before I went out. I couldn't choke down more than a little Coca Cola." And I was like, "I was like, uh oh, my mind is gone because Phil just look, it looks like Phil is just standing there." And I saw Phil. He's like, "Oh, hey, Chad." And then I was like, I'm calling in a ride at Big Rock. And he's like, no, we got to finish. So I walked out, you know, the final bit. And then I ended up, like, sprinting the final hill down. But, like, I I was ready to call in for a ride also. And you could have done that. You know, I, I, when after I heard he went to Final 20, I'm like, I'm like, why did he go two more? It's like, he should have just stopped. And then I felt really guilty for, like, a whole lap. Like, I wasn't clear enough with him. Here I am giving him shirts and telling him to listen to music and encouraging him. I didn't tell him where to stop. This guy gets hurt. If anyone gets hurt today, it's all your fault. You know? But No way. No, I wasn't going to blame anybody. I It got to, like, I for sure was going to get six. I knew I was going to get six laps. Once I got five, I was like, oh, I'm for sure getting six. And then it just became, I have to, I have to keep going. <laughs> I have to do one more. I'll give a kill me. I, have to I did it. have a scary moment when I woke up. Um, in the middle of the night after the race at like three in the morning, it legitimately felt like there was glue in my knees and ankles. Like I tried to move them and they wouldn't budge. I was like, "Uh oh, I'm injured. I was like, this is not good. And I had to like really slowly just like loosen them up. Like it took me like 10 minutes to get them to like extend and flex so I can get up and go to the bathroom. I mean, like, I ended up being fine, but, like, that moment was really scary. Hey, so, so guys, I have this, um, I, I don't know how this is going to work, but I have these 10-second clips, and I did one after each lap. And we don't have to listen to every single one, but I thought it would be interesting, because I was trying to record, like, a real-time how I felt. Uh, maybe we could do, like, every other one. Let's let's just see if you can you hear this if I if I play number one here, just uh, you cannot hear it. It's not it's coming not, through. Teams, that teams one does a work. very good job of of pulling out background noise. Let's try <laughs> let's try lap the technology that this company uses is incredible. Cannot hear it. Technology is too good. Okay. 47. I guess I go through all of these, but there is a really funny one in here. Um, I, I was like, I feel like a one or a two. <laughs> can, I, can I also applaud you, Andy, on trying to do the podcast thing? Because I know I, I was kind of an instigator on that. Like, hey, let's let's record audio in between the laps. But when I saw you doing it, I was like, I have zero desire to shoot that right now. I just wanted to like sit in the chair and eat and drink and like. I mean, I applaud you for even attempting 
Because that was the last thing I wanted to do was try to hop Let, on a podcast. Let's, yeah, let's jump to lap ten. There was okay. Let's all just talk about the rest because it was like the rest is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like I loved, I laid down, so I had a cot, and it felt wonderful. By like the tenth lap, I could actually feel the blood. Like as if someone was pouring water all on my legs, I could feel the blood like returning to my legs because somehow contracting muscles does something. I'm not a biologist or a, yeah, I'm not a doctor. So like it would just feel wonderful. You lay down and the rest just feels so amazing. <laughs> and then Chad saw me. I was like waddling up to the front. But then once I started moving, after like 100 yards, I was back into my stride again. But it was, yeah. What what was the rest for you guys like? Was it, did you love the rest? Or were you thinking, let's just finish this? I can, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I mean, I, um, the one thing I really appreciated the re- during the rest was I really could eat a lot. So, I mean, I think in a normal ultra, you're just... You know, they actually tell you at most ultras don't stop at the aid stations for too long because people will go into the aid station and you're so happy just for a break that you'll be there for like five minutes, ten minutes, and sometimes the forty. Yeah, yeah, and the people that work the aid stations and ultras will like try to get you out of there. They're like, you you've been here too long. You got to go. You got to go because people will miss cutoffs because they take mm-hmm. too long at the aid stations at ultra events. So you kind of train yourself to like, like get in, get out, grab whatever you need, like minimum time, you know, possible there. But because of that, you just, you know, you're eating, you're running, you're not really digesting, but, um, the rest was great for eating for me. Cause I, I feel like I took down a lot of calories when I started running again, they actually like, you know, I didn't have any digestive problems, at least early on towards the end of the race. It certainly started to hit me. It was like, I don't want to eat anymore. I, I kind of noticed that pattern with a lot of people like Matt was the same way. He's like, you know, he just couldn't eat. He's like, that's it. Like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm not, you know, not putting anything in my stomach anymore. Um, so that was one thing. And then sitting down is great. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it actually made me feel like maybe I need to sit more at ultras. Maybe that would like help me have a faster time if I actually sad i mean i normally i mean there's chairs at eight stations but i never sit in them ever it's like for me it just was like you're gonna like knock it out of that chair if you sit down <laughs> you know but you know but but maybe I, that's something to do to I, like get off like clear clear your legs out and you'll go faster when you start running again i have like um memories of working at like castle peak 100k and i think it was like mile so the 100k was really like 70 maybe 68 and i want to say i was like mile 50 something and this was high elevation tons of tons of altitude and just lots of climbing and i remember someone coming in and it was one of those chairs that's really low like a beach chair that you take to the beach and his parents were there and he had i don't think the guy had sat down like all day and he just looked sunburned exhausted and I and I've seen, I saw it. I, I watched the whole thing. He comes in, looks terrible, just like stumbling in, and he just sits down. <laughs> you could just see it in his face. There was no will to continue. Just like, no, this is this is it. <laughs> and I think that's that's the fear, right? Like you come mm-hmm. into an aid station, you're all just wiped out, exhausted. But this was every you know, 45 every 52 minutes. Well, unless you came in deciding that you were done with the race, like there was, it was like a wave, like three minutes, two minutes, let's go. And everyone just got out front. Like, like I thought it was really fun. There were all kinds of people there. Um, You know, I, I was able to eat pretty consistently. I liked sitting down. Um, I wasn't as structured and organized as I probably could have been um, because it was my home. Right. And I was kind of thinking about the home and the guests and all that. Um, but, like, I loved being able to change, right? So I, I had warm clothes in the morning. I could, you know, re-up my my pack with my snacks because I like to eat out in the course as well. Um, 
I thought it was also like one time I one time I changed my shoes and socks. That was like a that was like I was like a new man after that because I was aching in my ghost and I put on a pair of hokas that were more supportive. I brushed my teeth one time, which I had read about, um, and that just made me feel like brand new and ready to eat more sugar. Uh, my wife, I, I remember, my wife was like, "Why are you brushing your teeth?" I, you I know, asked like, around for the answer I wanted to hear. So, like on the shoes. Great. I asked Greg, I'm like, so what are you doing on shoes? He's like, oh, I'm going to change my shoes out like at such and such. And and it was very, very Thought thoughtful Greg. and a great idea. But I was like, oh, I don't want to change my shoes and socks. That sounds like a pain in the ass. So I asked a couple more. I think it was Matt or maybe it was Andy. And they're like, just if your feet feel fine, just keep them on. I'm like, oh, I like that answer. So, so I just left the shoes on, left the socks on. I had like I, four pairs of socks and an extra pair of shoes. I didn't touch them at all. I left it on as long as I felt good. But then I started like my foot started to ache in one spot. My hips like I just felt myself starting to break down. And like I went to something that was actually slightly lighter and a lot more support. And I was happy when I got back out there. And it, it gave me like a new lease on life. Um, the, the the Cliftons, the Hoka Cliftons. No, I went I went from a pair of Brooks Ghosts to a pair of Hoka Challenger ATR, Challenger. which is kind of like a hybrid shoe. It's a very That's a light good, good shoe. It's a yeah, it's a very light trail shoe. It actually weighs less than the Ghost. Um, but yeah, the, the the yard was fun. Although like it, sometimes it went by very quickly. Even if I had ten minutes, like you just had no oh, clue what time it was. But by, by after lap ten or yard ten, it felt like we were time traveling because I would yeah. lay down and it would be done. It, it felt, it would feel like 20 seconds and we my, had to get back up to the front. My last one, I came in with only like five minutes to spare and I knew that was it. And I had one of the kids get me a Coke and I was just, someone put a big jug of water out front. I was like, I'll just fill up my, my bladder out here. I knew I couldn't eat anymore and I couldn't, I'm like using the not the spigot and it's not working for me. And I'm like, this is not good that I can't get the jug to work. And I had to ask Ben's wife. I'm like, Shelly, the water won't work. And she like <laughs> looked at me like, you are so stupid. And I knew I knew I was just failing. Like I was, it was just like cognition was just failing. You know, I knew that was happening. And I just had to ask for help and fill it up. But oh, yeah, I, just, my, I knew my I was brain, toast. My, my brain was failing. My body was okay, which was a really unique experience so it's kind of neat or interesting i'll say <laughs> okay so i have a question i have a question so like as a result of this experience how do you see yourself or running differently like i hope that people would walk away uh you know i always say like 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 a friend of mine always says like let us not walk away from here today unchanged right so like how do you walk away how are you different as a result of this experience It's a great question, man. I, I'll say for me, um, I think, you know, there's a time where in that last lap for me, I was, it was like agonizingly every step was just so excruciating. And, but I just kept on going like, you, you can do this. Like you can, you can minimally finish. You can like, scrape across the finish line and i think there's something to be said about like just capability you're like gosh i'm more capable than i thought i was like i physically mentally have a little more in me than i think i give myself credit for and i've already just kind of noted like okay what other parts of my life that i've been kind of like just like i don't know if i can pull that off like yeah you can pull it off like give it a go why not and i think that this event the whole ethos of this event was just like i think i can do one more <laughs> you know like i think i got one more in me um and that mentality is a pretty cool thing i think to carry with you know i'm excited to carry that with me uh, a little more for sure i'm excited also as far as a running uh i think awareness goes for me is like i'm like oh i could actually train for it a legit marathon and probably do decently okay like i i can probably actually do that and like have fun doing it and not feel like i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> so yeah that's that's something i'm looking forward to doing as well i think awesome yeah I, I i scared myself i uh 
I think the it's not a problem, but it's 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 scary how I could easily see if I just told myself I'm going to do a hundred miles. I, I could have done a hundred miles. It would have been totally awful. The the whole thing, whole thing would have sucked. And like Andy was was basically telling me, <laughs> like I, I want to say after like. 35 40 miles mm-hmm. all the things about ultra that are like uh yeah well, what are we doing like why are we doing why are we out here why is this why do you just keep running and it's it's a slog it's just like this painful slog but like if you can if you want to do something if you want to do something you can do it you just have to have the will i mean as long as every and everything else was fine like legs are fine Heart rate's fine. Nutrition's fine. I mean, I was peeing a lot at night. <laughs> like, that was no big deal. I just had to pee every couple miles. And, like, uh, that was the worst of it. I mean, I, that is not a complaint at all. Uh, but it was painful. It was very painful. It was just, like, in a different type of pain. Just, like, I was tired. I wanted to go to bed. <laughs> but yeah, I, totally different perspective on endurance running, um, and uh, yeah, I learned a lot. And I think I think I could go much further if I wanted to. And that and that's what was the scary part. It wasn't it wasn't like this collapse at the finish, like some some big movie type thing. You're just you're just doing the thing. You're doing the thing for the long haul. The long long way so yeah i learned a lot melton yeah that's why i think yeah no because i i remember those conversations with you andy because we were you're just like in the you know the dark, the zone where the everything just everything just sucks right you're like this sucks <laughs> like everything hurts and you know and everybody hits that it kind of a different place but usually it's you know 35 plus miles and for me, 100K is like, you're just in that zone and you're running all day, right? And you're going to be done at some point in the evening. And like, I, I think 100K, 100 miles, usually your recovery is about the same. Like the amount of like damage you're doing to your body feels about the same. But 100 miles is you're just in that zone all day and all night, right? <laughs> so you start asking yourself, like, I could keep going, but, you know, do I want to just stay in the zone all night or do I want to go to bed? <laughs> and, and that's, uh, you know, but, you know, and, and, and that's something I think it sounds like you totally got it, you know, Andy, cause that's, that's what the hundred mile distance is all about. And that's why I feel like, you know, Greg is a whole nother animal cause now he wants to do 200 miles, which I don't understand at all, but I know for me and, and Matt, you know, Budessa and, other people that have done 100 miles, where it's kind of like you do it, you you know, you convince yourself you can do it, and then you're like, yeah, I'm 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 good with that. Like I don't need to do that every year, right? Um, I want to do Western states, which which is 100 miles, but that's kind of the only 100 miler out there I really have any desire to do because you just know you're going to be in that like suck zone for all day and all night. <laughs> you know? um, but I, I think what it, what I learned is uh, I, I hope we didn't let you down, Chad. But I was I was like at the finish, I was like, man, it's really hard to compete against friends. Like like we were running together, <laughs> and uh, you know I got to know Greg so well, and running with Andy is just like I you know I I'm not that competitive of a person to begin with. I mean I am on certain things, but you know not too much with running, and it's just like. You know, it would have been weird, I think, if one of us had been like, I'm going to keep going. Don't you think, <laughs> don't you think, like, like, to me, it was, you know, I was like, I don't want to let Chad down because he put on this awesome event. But it's almost like, you know, look, like, looking back on it, it was almost set up to finish in some sort of tie because there were so many friends that were out there, right? And everybody kind of, like, bonded and there's there was this camaraderie. So it, I was thinking, like, it might have even been strange if, like, one person actually, you know, just said, like, screw you guys, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know, it was it just didn't have that kind of dynamic. It, it felt like to me, anyway. So that that was really interesting. That's something I I took away from it. Well, I, I went into this with very low expectation. If I had like ten guys show up and I got to get to fifty k and made some friends and there was some bonding, I would have been stoked. That's that's a win. Mm-hmm. Once we started planning it, we added in things like you know gift hats and you know winners buckle because people said like you can have a winners thing. You know, like usually a buckle. You know, and so like when the three of you were like it's a tie, and I was like cool rock paper scissor for it and. Melton looked at me and he's like, he's like, how far did you go? You organized this thing. You're the winner. You know, like, like I, I teared up. I still tear up, tear up thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I was like, okay, as, as Ben Z said to me on the day, I was like, I said, I'll receive that, you know, like, like it, it felt weird, but it also felt kind and the whole spirit of the event that like the three of you were like, we're brothers. We, we ran in the night together. There's no competition. We've everybody won today you know and not in the way that like you know little kids get participation medals for like doing nothing like in a way that we all went out like warriors you know and like my big takeaway from the day is is that you know as sport and as athletes um there's something very special about doing it together you know like you know i went to new york i spent thousands i raised thousands i was at new york with andy you know like i didn't see him at all that day i i couldn't Neither one of us could help each other overcome the heat. I couldn't protect him from getting from rapacious pedicabs, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, and like, that was like my bucket list race and I didn't enjoy it. You know, and I spent a fraction of that on this and I, I had the my, time of my life. Our, our friend Tim was there and like, I really wanted to see him at the finish, but it's New York marathon. There's 50,000 people. Yeah. And like, I was, there was two channels or something and i i wasn't at the right channel and you know we're there it's just the three of us and being there for somebody at the finish is important like i thought it was it's just if if only to say good job man high five or whatever that's real worth so much yeah and the best races i've ever had have always been like with family or friends at the finish right and i can say without a doubt that my favorite race was boston finishing with my parents and my family at the finish line and it was will live forever in my memory as like the best finish ever because it was my first boston everyone was there and it's like who cares about the time at that point it was just like thank you for for being here in this at this moment which was special to me so yeah can i ask you guys um for those of you so andrews and then greg as well what at what point was it just like hey why don't we call it like what what was like who initiated that conversation and (laughs) what what did that conversation go like and and like for all three of you to go Well, there's there's two stories here. There's the the story I could make up, and then there's the truth, which was I want the okay, truth. The truth was I was watching Greg, and this was just ridiculous, and I was in so much pain, and I just wanted to finish the whole thing. And and I had said I just wanted a hundred k a couple times, and there was just the truth was I I, I didn't I didn't have more than a hundred k in my head. And I think Melton and and Greg could have kept going. I, I really do. But I don't know. I mean, I I uh, I mean, I I the number I had in my my head was fifty. Oh right, I was like, we got quad dipsy. I'm training for a hundred k in January. Like, I just wanted to have a good day. And fifty miles is a lot of miles, but you know, I I didn't want to damage myself, right? Like joints, and I just wanted to have a good good day. But then when 50 came around, you started thinking, you're like, well, 100K is only three more laps, <laughs> you know, and you're like, maybe I could do that. And then, you know, so I kind of had that in my head. I, di- I didn't realize that you had the goal. I think I missed it on the first podcast that you were going to do 100K. You never said his goal. He kept it quiet. Oh, you did keep it quiet? Okay. Yeah. Like, kept I, his goal I didn't very realize close that. to the best. But I think we all just kind of at the same time were like, because then Greg kind of out of nowhere said, 
I think 100K is all I got in me today, right? Like on on one of those laps after 50. Um, I thought actually I thought Nils was gonna like I was I was really surprised when Nils dropped because man he was just like Energizer Bunny out there like I mean because he he was he was behind us the whole time but I was like maybe he's playing it smarter right. Um, and then when, when he was out, I was like, oh, there, there okay. is a sweet spot on minutes and I did not do a good job on that. Yeah. You know, doing a 43, 44 minute loop. Too fast. Uh, felt, felt fine at the time, but I paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you really do one that fast? There was like, a, there was a 44 for sure. I'm not 44. sure. It, no one yeah. noted it on the board that Andy Crow <laughs> didn't have the fastest lap. And I, I knew all day he, he would be the one to. To, to 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 lay that down yeah so, it was interesting because budessa folded but budessa came in like like on a cloud of endorphins so stoked when he got to 50 and nils was like come on man one more lap you look great and Budessa was like nope i'm good i'm done you know like yeah. he did what he came to do and he was stoked and all day long he was like that which i love um and then a lap later nils came in he's like that's it i have no more you know <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny. I mean, I love Nils, but like you could see, like he was he was out. But at the same time, he had set a new distance record for himself, you know. So like, what an achievement! And then you guys kept going. I knew that I knew that Crone would just keep like throwing himself, you know, like he would just keep running into the wall no matter what because he didn't want to <laughs> lose the race. Um, he did not want to <laughs> take a picture with that beautiful IDNF sign that his daughter made. Um, but so yeah, it so was, it was about a great day. five days before the race. So so Nadine, my daughter, spent two hours on this sign, the do not fi- did not finish sign, and um, it's beautiful. It has the matching colors. So Nadine wanted to make sure the colors in the hat that Chad's wearing right now, the antelope colors, and and Ben's wearing cool, uh, match the <laughs> sign. Well, Chad's like, hey. Andy, can you send me um, a picture of yourself in the do not like just to see what it looks like? And I'm like, no, because then I would have a do not finish photo. He's like, I don't DNF. I don't do. I don't DNF. Okay, so I had to hold real quick. I'm sorry. So I I still just want to know. So you said like the moment where it was a genuine consensus. You said Greg had said, I think I just got 100k in me. And then was there just moment when you just you went, all right, this is it, that's done. Like what? I just want to know that moment where it like synergistically came together yeah. to say we're done. I think it was actually the lap before, right, Andy? Where we were like, because yeah. I, I think when we went out on that last lap, it was like this is it. Like I think we knew when we started it, we're like hundred k's that we're all calling it. And there wasn't any doubt. Like I like I had this thought initially, like maybe somebody's trying to play somebody else and just like. This is these are all mind games, but then it but then that it was so genuine that 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 wasn't even really a consideration when we went out on that last lap. It was like, well, we I was were talking all just to, like, yeah, yeah, I was talking to Greg, just Greg and I, and there's a neighbor, Kevin Sullivan, and he's a sergeant in the Marines. And you know, I was a corporal in the Marines a long time ago, and so every um Marine Corps birthday, Kevin gives me a call, and um. He says, yeah, what are you doing this weekend? You know, just just like nicest guy in the world. He's like in his 80s. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a long run. And I think he said something like, how far are you going to run? And I'm like, uh, probably like 60 miles, you know, something <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, that's a long way. Have fun. You know, very like cool and then that was kind of the whole conversation i i shared this with greg i was like well i i told kevin i run you know 100k so i guess i gotta run 100 <laughs> and that 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 was i i had had it in my mind but i also said i'd probably do it and there was no reason not to i wasn't like hurt nothing was wrong so yeah, came together. Legends. I was so impressed. Uh, it was it was fun to be around you guys, and I felt encouraged by you guys for sure. 
you guys, you ultra guys were just like super inspiring to all, to me and all my buddies who were there. Oh. And my buddies crushed it. They, they were like Luke and Casey and jazz did an amazing job. Like they all got 50 K and didn't expect to do that at all. And uh, well, all of us were just like super, uh, I, I think just kind of mesmerized by you guys. <laughs> and Like this is no joke. These guys are amazing and they're not even phased. And uh, it was cool. It was really fun. So, Thanks for letting us be a part of that with you guys. Really fun. Oh, cool. I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up guys. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. I know you're going to listen to this and thank you. Uh, Andy Melton. Thank you. Everybody that was part of this race. Thank you, Chad, for putting this together. And until the next antelope outing, we'll see what it may be. But we now have yeah. more antelopes joining our herd. We can, Part of uh, being my friend is getting crazy invitations to do nutty things. I, I got some ideas. Know I like to do stupid things. I got some ideas for some crazy events. Yeah. Good. Cool. All right. Have a good night, everyone. That was great. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Guys. Thank you. See ya. Good night. All right, a uh, little addendum here. I'm gonna try this one more time. <laughs> My microphone was on mute. All right, here we go. Uh, these are the uh, audio from uh, the race. Here we go, lap one. All right, lap two. I don't know, kind of bored. <laughs> All right, that was uh, 50, no, 47 minutes. Guess we started with lap two. All right, lap three, pretty easy, 47 and change. Uh, not much to say. Uh, it's nice and sunny. Energy's high. Yep, gonna drink some water and stuff. All right, lap number four. I feel about an eight, maybe a seven. Uh, that was 40, 640. Ridiculous. You feel that good? <laughs> All right. You're all looking good. All right. Lap uh, five. Feel about a seven. And that was 47. Uh, all right. All right. Lap six. Feel about a seven on a scale of 10. Seven. Let's see, I was 44 uh, with Greg. All right, lap number seven, I think. Yeah, 47 minutes. Uh, feeling about a six and a half. And uh, it's kind of warm. All right, lap eight, 44.20, a little hot. Uh, feel about a six or seven, maybe a five out of ten. All right. Uh, you can probably have a little. Ah, uh, that's a long way. Yeah. How far are you going for? Oh, how far should I go? I want you to make it to uh fifty-two. Hmm. Take it fifty-three, actually.
Lap 10. Feel up two and a half, three. Lap 11. Lap ramen. Lap 12. Up 13. That's it. All right. Good night, everyone.